Prime Minister Narendra Modi has done it again. Leaving the pundits speechless, he has led his party, the BJP, to its second consecutive victory with a thumping majority in the Lok Sabha. As he readies to take the oath of office for the second time, he is reiterating an unequivocal message on the foreign policy front. Neighbourhood first, but with a caveat. Prime Minister Atal Bihari Vajpayee, a humanist, poet and a statesman, had mused, We can change history, but not geography. We can change our friends, but not our neighbours. A avowed admirer of late Atal Bihari Vajpayee, Prime Minister Modi is making bold to tweak the truism by attempting to alter the perception of geography and neighbourhood, if not actually changing it. In an unprecedented move and to celebrate the good neighbourly spirit, Modi had invited all SARC leaders to his wedding in ceremony in May 2014. Prime Minister Nawaz Sharif of Pakistan appeared to reciprocate the sentiment and over the ensuing period, both of them tried to dial down tensions. Mr. Modi even made an impromptu halt at Lahore on 25th December 2015 to strengthen the detente and felicitate his counterpart on his birthday. The bonhomie between the two elected leaders was perceptible. However, the deep state in Pakistan, comprising the army, jihadis and ISI that control the real levers of power, was not amused. They returned the favour with promptitude by staging an audacious terror attack on the Pathan Court Air Force Base on 2nd January 2016. It added another chapter to the never-ending saga of India taking peace initiatives and Pakistani establishments squashing them resolutely. The hapless Nawaz Sharif was once again booted out of power. The following year, on trumped-up charges. It may be recalled that Prime Minister Vajpayee's historic bus yatra to Lahore in February 1999 carrying a peace message was similarly rewarded with the Kargil misadventure in May through July. It cost the lives of over 500 brave soldiers who were martyred by neutralizing the invasion. It is noteworthy that on both occasions it was so-called nationalist NDA government that made the peace overture. All the same, our neighbours have never shielded away from compulsive and unrelenting hostility, even at the cost of shooting itself in the foot. Take Sark for example. Islamabad has systematically stymied its efficacy by blocking forward movement and injecting bilateral issues, which is contrary to its charter. Consequent to the Uri terror attack in September 2016, India along with Bangladesh, Afghanistan, Bhutan, Maldives and Sri Lanka pulled out of the 19th summit scheduled to be held in Islamabad in November 2016. Adopting a pragmatic approach, the NDA government has rightly decided against having more SARC summits in the present fraught atmosphere. India has similarly turned lukewarm towards NAM, G77 and IPSA, which have more or less outlived their utility. India has instead opted to boost neighbourhood cooperation through BIMSTEC and with the extended neighbourhood through the ASEAN mechanism, besides vigorously engaging with key groupings like BRICS, G20 and SCO. That was the primary motivation for the repositioning of India's Look East policy or Act East policy in 2014 itself. The same geopolitical outlook has prompted the incoming administration to invite BIMSTEC, Kyrgyz and Mauritian leader to the 30th May wedding in ceremony of Mr. Modi for a second term. It speaks volumes of India's standing and the PM stature that the invitation extended barely four days ago has been readily accepted. Kyrgyzstan will be hosting the next SCO summit on 13th and 14th June. PM Modi will be attending it and so will PM Imran Khan of Pakistan. PM Pravin Jugnath of Mauritius is of Indian origin and was a chief guest at the Pravasi Bharatiya Divas held in Varanasi in January this year. The NDA government has been very mindful of the sensitivities of the NRIs who have reciprocated in ample measure. Conceived in 1977, the BIMSTEC 
comprises Bangladesh, India, Myanmar, Sri Lanka, Thailand, Bhutan and Nepal. Its secretariat is in Dhaka. The BIMSTEC website describes the grouping as a bridge between the South and Southeast Asia, a platform for intra-regional cooperation between SARC and ASEAN members. The BIMSTEC region is home to 1.7 billion people or around 22% of the global population. Significantly in the recent year, BIMSTEC nations have maintained a healthy growth rate despite a global slowdown. Its combined GDP has crossed 3.5 trillion US dollars. On the eve of the fourth BIMSTEC summit in Kathmandu in August 2018, a senior ME official had stated, For India, BIMSTEC is a natural choice to fulfill our foreign policy priorities, which is our neighbourhood first and act east policy. Regional cooperation under BIMSTEC also extends to developments of the northeastern states of India, forming a bridge between South and Southeast Asia. A renewed emphasis on connectivity is in evidence since 2016. All the same, the scorecard of cooperation thus far has been underwhelming. Member states need to raise their game considerably to make BIMSTEC attractive. The invitees to the 38th May event constitute half the story. The other half as interestingly pertains to neighbours that did not make the cut. PM Modi is likely to pay his first overseas visit to Maldives, which perhaps explains its omission from the guest list. Pakistan's case is so generous. What is conspicuous is the absence of an invitation to Kabul. By any yardstick, Afghanistan should have been on the guest list. We have historically enjoyed the closest of ties with this valiant nation have invested some $3 billion US dollar in building capacity since 2001. The Afghans look upon India as a friend and ally. One school of thought is that Delhi did not wish to be seen as pointedly ignoring Islamabad, but that is contrived logic which convinces no one. Since the Pulwama massacre of February 2019, India has gone all out to expose Pakistan, besides taking a series of preemptive measures, short of snapping diplomatic ties. There is no point posturing otherwise. What has stood out this time is India's muscular and calibrated response. Being the largest economy and nation in South Asia, India has always sought co-prosperity for her neighbours, but Pakistan's perfidy PM Modi introduced a caveat post-Uri that there would be a cost to Pakistan's misadventure and secondly, that India will not be held to ransom. If Pakistan continues to be a naysayer, India will isolate it and move on. That precisely is the rationale of inviting BIMSTEC plus nations to the big event. As is its wont, Pakistan remains in denial. Imran Khan is a creation of the army and meticulously tows its line. His calls for dialogue and for more evidence are disingenuous. It is nothing but a tried and tested ploy to buy time to allow the huge international pressure to dissipate. The FATF is close to placing Islamabad on its blacklist for continuing with terror financing. The country's economy is in a free fall. It is tapping the doors of its few friends and allies of financial bailouts. India need to stay the course. However, in the highly unlikely event of Pakistan abjuring violence and taking irreversible steps to dismantle its terror infrastructure, India would be the first to welcome it and engage in constructive cooperation with Pakistan.